Hey everyone, and welcome back to r slash today I effed up, the subreddit where people tell hilarious stories of how they totally owned themselves. Today's story, today I effed up by putting a rock in my ear, then leaving it for roughly 13 years. Bit of context, I was a fairly dumb nine-year-old at the time this happened. I'm 26 now. Well, it begins at a smallish, outside, family gathering on my dad's side. My parents split up some few years earlier and my mom had primary custody. And I had spaced myself from the other children and took up refuge beneath the adult table. It's where I got to hear all the awful rumors and jibber-jabber, so why not, right? While I sat amongst rubble and dirt, I had this amazing idea to put pebbles in the ridge of my ear now and again, and treat them individually like a car on a racetrack. Again, I wasn't bright. Well, I drove one of them bitches right into my ear canal. That said, I flipped out at the idea that this object slid into my ear and suddenly I can't remove it. Not a single adult was even aware I was under the table by this point, because of course all the brats were locked in the backyard. So when this screech of terror left my mouth, all that was heard otherwise would have been knees against the table and diningware clattering. I lost my mind. My dad yanked me up and immediately took me to the bathroom and started the hydrogen peroxide treatment to the ear, assuming it was just a panic attack, and that it was earwax agitating my eardrum or something. Probably not the most keen reaction, but the thought process was sound. Whatever, really. Either way, after what seemed like Hours, him, his mother, brothers, and sisters reassured me it was fine, saying it probably fell out and that I was overreacting. Okay, sure. Let's skip ahead a bit. It was roughly a two-year span between 14 and 16, and I'm in high school. This is where the real fun begins. Equilibrium issues emerge, sprinkles of lost balance, mostly. I could no longer submerge my head in water for more than a few seconds. High and low pressures made me sick. Plus general discomfort over things like showering, sleeping, traveling. It was a nightmare, really. I get to thinking about things and grab a simple paperclip, then bend it straight, putting a little loop on the end before fishing around my ear for that, quote, imaginary rock I had long ago forgotten. All I hear is scrapes. I'll admit, I immediately started to panic before running off to my mom, who rightfully rushed me to the hospital while demanding why she hadn't been told up until now. That's another topic entirely. But wouldn't you know, though, the doctor said I was faking, examined my ear, and just said I had compacted earwax and was likely trying to get out of school. Right. It was probably June at the time. My mom didn't really believe him, but I decided, balls to it, let's get some hydroperox, because F hospitals, really. Skip along the years a bit more. I'm 18, and I know for a fact there is something in my effing head. I'm losing it. So I hit the hospital again, and this time the doctor outright states, there's definitely blockage. I'm not sure if it's a rock, but I can certainly try to help. So this professional, 
pulled out this gnarly looking pair of scissor hemostats and just gets to having his absolute way with my ear canal, trying to get a grip on this smooth object. It was audio torture, hands down, rubbing steel to granite, but centimeters from her eardrum. And this went on for at least four minutes until my ear began to bleed lightly. The end results? You'll need to see a specialist. The specific type eludes me, but basically it was the same guy that removes peanuts from toddler's nasal cavities. I'll admit right now, my choices here forward were dumb as all hell. The sight of my ear bleeding sent me off the deep end, and I began refusing all help entirely, only trying to remove it myself from that point on and truthfully just torturing myself when I reflect back. Let's time jump one last time. I'm 22, couple months away from 23, I have a wonderful girlfriend, things are great, but headaches have developed and are a reoccurring thing. However, my balance issues have been basically worked out great. But now, out of the blue, I'm losing hand-eye coordination. Well, damn, you know? I attributed it to the rock in my effing skull. I lost it yet again and went on a rampage this time, demanding my girlfriend give me all her dental and dermal tools so that I could dig this chunk of earth out of myself. Three different sized hooped still sticks, a couple of mirrors, a flat-ended rod, and a hooked stick. But that last one was phased from the situation immediately. This was the beginning in some sense to my 20-minute conquest to become a pro surgeon, and I locked myself away to be alone, working and prodding these weird little hooped rods around in my ear, mostly loosening wax and grinding against the round sides of the, admittedly small, stone. Eventually, the rod's end slipped absurdly close to my eardrum and wrapped around the rock. In an instant, I froze, but my heart began pounding through my chest. Jackpot. Now you see, this is a difficult feeling to explain in person, let alone through text. The pain from pulling this earwax lathered object from my ear canal was like a migraine shifting from my left ear to my right, while in the same sense it felt like I was passing a kidney stone from my skull. All in all, 2 out of 10. Wouldn't do again. But now it's totally out, and I have it put away in a Ziploc bag. I had no real recovery issues, I guess. As soon as the rock was out, my hearing was incredible in the one ear. For an entire day. Now it just rings occasionally. My balance won't ever be the same, I feel, but it's fine enough as is. Otherwise, underwater swimming is a no-go. I have minor sensitivity to changing atmospheric air pressure still, and I get occasional headaches around the right side of my head. Not a bad trade-out. Edit. For everyone calling me an idiot, trust me, I know. For everyone concerned about my follow-through, it was three years ago and I've been to the hospital between then and now for basic checkups and have mentioned the stoned ear before. It's fine. This is why I can laugh it off. All those years and no specialist intervention? You're lucky you can hear it all. 
And even luckier you didn't develop mastoiditis. That shit can kill you. I popped one of my eardrums a couple of years ago. By the time I got to the specialist, it had healed, but there was a huge clot stuck to it. The sound of someone pulling a clot out of what seemed like the center of my head was something else. Most bizarre sensation, too. One summer, I cannonballed into a pool and developed a gnarly infection in my left ear that gave me a massive earache. My dad took me to an ENT who stuck a mini vacuum into my ear and sucked out all of the earwax, and to date, it was the nastiest sound I've ever heard. Last year, I developed an ear infection so severe that both of my eardrums ruptured, and the sensation and sound of that doctor vacuuming out all the blood, earwax, mucus was one of the most disgustingly satisfying things I've ever felt. I could hear way better afterwards, though. When I was a kid, I had an earwig crawl into my ear one night as I was sleeping and latch itself onto my eardrum. I clearly lost my shit at the feeling of something foreign whipping its body around in my ear canal. It was removed in a hospital by drowning it in hydrogen peroxide. However, for months I had the exact problems that you're feeling. No underwater swimming, headaches, no plane rides or sleep from the pain. However, I went to an ENT, ear, nose, and throat doctor, and all is well. Sitting on the bottom of the pool is one of my favorite activities now. Moral of the story, you have a damaged eardrum and probably a slight infection. Stop being an idiot and go to an ENT. All it took to cure was a 30-minute visit, a camera in my ear, some antibiotics, and eardrops. I get having bad experiences with doctors. Some of them are shit, more than you'd think. But there are some amazing ones who will bend over backwards to help you. But it's not worth the discomfort and pain for the rest of your life, especially since as we get older, things like that tend to get worse. Go do it. Can't get past the first sentence, I'm never sleeping again. Your story reminds me of how hard it is to explain to an adult why you did something stupid. Why did you throw eggs at the garage door? I know why, I just wanted to see what would happen. It was an experiment. You can't tell them that, however, so you shrug. I don't know. My parents always encouraged doing, quote, experiments. We were allowed to dissect dead bees and fish, make mazes and get lost in the bushes behind our house do baking experiments in the kitchen, and I once got to have a museum exhibition of the different parts of a fish's eye at my grandparents' house. But as a child, it wasn't always easy to understand where the limit went, though. So they also had to deal with my brother throwing away the oarlock of our rowing boat in the middle of the sea and jumping after it to, quote, pick up the stick at three years old. Me and my friend walking off and disappearing for five hours at six years old because we wanted to see if we could find the way to her old kindergarten and things like that. They were exasperated at times, but still encouraged doing healthy experiments. It's probably the reason why I'm currently working in research. So I really recommend encouraging experiments. But if possible, participating as much as possible to oversee and teach the kids exactly where the limit goes between fun and dangerous or harmful. 
Use your own experience to make it better for your own kids. Just so you don't feel all alone, I'm going to rat out my son. When he was nine, he's in his 20s now, he thought it would be amusing if he put little plastic googly eyes in his ears to show his little brother that, unlike mom, he has eyes on the sides of his head. Har har har. Four years later, a doctor actually looked in his ears with an otoscope and that googly eye was looking back. My son had to finally fess up. He said every time he shook his head, the little black pupil bit would rattle really loudly. The process for removing it was exactly like your first experience, only successful. Sorry, son, if you read this, but on the bright side, at least you didn't go to college with that little thing rattling around in your head. Imagine being a doctor and seeing a googly eye staring back at you in someone's ear. I'm sure they don't train for that at med school. You gaze into the ear, and the ear gazes also into you. So that's it for the post, guys. Wow, that is a great, just hilariously dumb little kid story that just progressed further and further out of hand as OP got older. I definitely can relate to the feeling of like stupid shame when you need to tell your parents something as a kid. I had something similar happen to me when I was about the same age as OP was in this post. I was laying on the floor playing with some change above my head and I dropped, it wasn't even a small coin, I dropped a quarter and it fell directly into my mouth and I panicked and swallowed it. And I remember not even really being worried about myself, but I just remember the dumb feeling of shame knowing that I needed to go tell my parents about it because it might be like a medical emergency and just feeling like such an idiot. Oh man. Have you guys ever experienced something like that? Do you have any dumb little kid you stories or how would you react to this post? How do you feel about how OP just let it sort of get out of hand and, and his current status? I hope you liked the post. If you did, leave a like or contribute to that discussion in the comments below. It always helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to see more and hear more posts from r slash today I effed up and other subreddits in the future, please subscribe. Thank you so much for watching and for listening. Hey everyone and welcome back to Today I Effed Up, the subreddit where anyone can post hilarious stories of times that are just the most embarrassing times they effed up in their lives. Today's post, Today I Effed Up, buying my son's Halloween candy away from him. My kids go trick-or-treating. We live in a great candy neighborhood, so every year they come home with 100 to 200 pieces. When they're young, we tell them Santa brings every boy and girl a present on Halloween, and the more candy you leave him, the better a present he'd leave in exchange. When the kids get old enough to realize Santa is a hoax, that's when we start paying in cash, 25 cents per piece. Did this with our oldest two and it worked great. They'd give up about three quarters of their candy and buy a toy. Our third child is eight this year, so called us out on the Santa thing. We explained the new deal. He said, so then it's my money and I can buy whatever I want with it? A new skateboard even? Anything? You bet. Swear? Yep. He goes and brings us all his candy. Even every Kit Kat, his favorite. I was shocked, but he'd been saving up for a skateboard for a bit, so must have decided to go all in to push his savings over the edge. 
Getting all the sugar out of his room was a best case scenario. Easiest $31.75 I'd spent all week. Next day, I brought the candy to work. Then we went to Walmart after school and the kids ran to pick out their stuff. We met at the checkout. There's my son, who has raided the clearance aisle and found 200 Kit Kats for $10. I started to tell him to put it back, but he said, What? You said I could buy whatever I wanted. You swore I want my candy back then. His candy had already been eaten by my coworkers, and I did swear, and we put a lot of emphasis on the importance of keeping your word. So, my son has almost twice as much candy as he would have from just keeping his trick-or-treating and a new skateboard. I don't know who's more pissed, my wife, that this plan backfired so horrifically, or his older brothers that they never thought to do this. I'd be proud if my son played me at my own game like that. If you don't set rules, anything is game. Your kid will go far. He really did, and he's already made it to the candy aisle with a pocket full of cash. I don't know that he had any further aspirations for his life. Oh man, you are so effed. That kid is going to run circles around you for years to come. I've got one of those too. My condolences. What you have is a very smart boy. He is going places. <laughs> Thanks. He might be too smart for his own good sometimes, but he's definitely on his way. Investment funds and real estate flipping by Christmas. Is your kid looking for a job? I run an investment firm and would like to hire him. I'll pay 5,000 Kit Kats per week. My ex's parents had a sort of similar candy thing that backfired. His dad, who was very conservative, would teach them about taxes by taxing some share of their candy. My ex started bringing home his candy in batches throughout the night and stashing it in his room so that when it came time to pay the candy tax, he lost a much smaller percentage of his actual candy total. So really, he just learned the benefits of tax fraud. Don't be mad. Be happy that you have an intelligent boy who can think on his feet. Having an intelligent boy is an endless loop of pride and frustration, but at the end of the day, I agree with you. Your son found a way to exploit the system. Now it's time for you to adapt it. You can either reduce how much you are willing to pay per piece, which is likely to backfire, or you just head out to the store a few days later after the candy is off clearance. <laughs> Next year, the rules will be buy anything but candy. This year, though, he played me fair and square. This is hilarious. Just out of curiosity, though, why do you encourage your kids to give their candy up? One of my favorite childhood memories is eating all my Halloween candy, even though my mom would only let me eat two at a time. On Halloween, they can go nuts. No problem. But if they keep 100 plus pieces, then the feasting can stretch on for weeks if they're eating three to four pieces of candy a day. If we try to limit it, it'll just lead to unnecessary conflict. This way, they get the Halloween memories of eating a bunch of candy as well as the fun of a shopping spree at the store. Everyone wins. It's a voluntary exchange, so if they don't want any money, they don't have to give us any candy. 
So that's it for the post, guys. That's a hilariously heartwarming story. I actually have a, a story similar to this. I have a friend who went out to uh, Hershey Park, which is the park where um, the Hershey chocolate world exists, where all the Hershey's chocolate is made and there's rides. It's an amusement park and all that. And he took his young son, I believe his son was maybe like four at the time, and he told his son that he could pick out one piece of candy, one candy bar to have. And his son chose a gigantic novelty chocolate bar. <laughs> and, you know, the dad did not set any ground rules. He stuck by his word. You know, they put the emphasis on honesty, just like this family. And he allowed him to keep the gigantic chocolate bar. And he went to town on it. And his mom was very mad. Do you guys have any stories about like precocious children like this? Children who are just too smart for their own good or too smart for their parents? If so, we'd love to hear them in the comments below. And as always, if you like the video, leave a like or a comment in that discussion below. It always helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to see more and hear more posts from r slash today I effed up and other subreddits in the future, please subscribe. Thank you so much for watching and for listening.